Now, let me ask you this. Is Tristan Thompson giving athletes a bad rap or really can none of these guys and gals maybe just, they just can't keep it in their pants. Okay. Another question for you. Is Lizzo really promoting, like, is this really a body image positivity moment we have going on? And also, did Diddy really uncancel the canceled? Well, these are just a couple of questions that we are going to take a little stab at today, okay? And I'm joined with a very special guest. And we've been meaning to do this for a hot minute. And he says that he is prepared for the cancel me baby situation. He doesn't really know what I'm going to throw at him today. This is all kind of like fly by the seat of our pants. So help me in welcoming Nick Hamilton. Nick's got the little trifecta going on because he specializes in sports in pop culture, in lifestyle, okay? He's the founder of Nightcast Media. He is a contributor to MLB Bro. We're gonna be talking all about the bros today, okay? And you may have seen him on NBC LA, on BBC, heard him on iHeartRadio. He is everywhere, but none quite like the cancel me baby chat. Nick Hamilton, you said you're ready, let's go. Hey, let's go. I'm, I'm on with the beautiful and talented Taylor. I mean, come on. You can't get no better than that. I mean, gee, way to make a gal blush <laughs> along with her early morning coffee, Nick. My gosh, Hugh Hefner, who? Um, Nick, your specialty is really sports. Now, I'm no sports aficionado, but we're going to talk a little bit about some themes going on here. First of all, I have to know as a diehard Pats fan myself, what are your thoughts on Gronk supposedly retiring again? I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because we've heard that before, like you said, but it's like, is he really going to retire? Because I feel like we're, we're preparing for a midseason comeback. Like if the Tampa Bay Bucks are doing pretty well by midseason, like I feel like, Brady will put that call in to Gronk and be like, hey, yeah, everyone's you know saying what? that. Just play, just play the last 12 games, man. We can make we can we can go one more run at it. One more run at it. One more opportunity for us to try to get another True. ring. And I think Gronk, obviously, I think Gronk is going to be better in media, but I think he'll be better on the side as a sideline personality. Because That's I think he really gives you. I think he gives you a better perspective of the game because, and, and he's fun. He's an airy, bubbly personality. He's a goofball, he, and he's he fun is. to watch. Okay, do you want to hear a fun? Well, first of all, who isn't whipped by Tom Brady? I'm sorry, he could do whatever he wanted to me any time of day. Like if he gets that call from Gronk, like I empathize with Gronk. Like I will do what Tom Brady says. Okay, at the top of a hat. Now I don't know because Nick, you're out and about. You're on these red carpets. You're based in LA born and raised. Um, have you met Gronk? Cause I have, and I have a funny story about him and it's pretty recent him and his girlfriend that ties into what I teased at earlier, like athletes being, you know, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, what's the word attempted, tempted oh, right? Yeah. by other women. Yes. So have you met him before? Yeah, I actually met him. I think it was one year at the Nickelodeon's uh, Kids Choice Awards. He was on the orange carpet and he was actually a, a freaking goofball. Totally. Like he was actually the, probably one of the best interviews of the day because he really engaged with you. And he and the thing about Gronk is that 
whatever energy you put it, you're putting out there, Gronk is going to match that and double it. And that's the fun part about Gronk. Like, how can you hate Gronk? Like, you may that's hate the, the team, but yeah, you can't hate him. Right? No, I met him on a carpet. It was right before COVID. And listen, phenomenal athlete, great personality. You know, I don't know what's going on though between the two ears. Like, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> how much conversation is to be had there. You know, if you know what I mean. So I mean, <laughs> Nick is shaking his head. So I, <laughs> that's what you get for being tossed around on a football field. Like, what can I say? Well, I'm going to talk about my experience at the ESPYs too. We're going to get into that with these athletes, but it's funny because I met him with his girlfriend, Camille Kostek, right? Famous, mm -hmm. you know, Sports Illustrated model. And I'd say to Gronk, it's just so funny because I say to Gronk, you know, my dad's a diehard Pats fan. We're from New England. Like, can I get a photo? And being the goofball he is, he's like, yeah, let's do it. What is hilarious is here's Camille. You can see in the photo, Nick. I will put it up here. She is like inserting herself as if I was trying to swoop in and steal her man. Like she looks like my <laughs> Siamese twin. She's like, okay, photo with the three of us. And I'm thinking... Girl, trust me. Again, I don't know what covers what those conversations would even be like. I am not trying to swoop in and steal your man. So there you go for Camille. Well, maybe, maybe she saw you and was like, mm, I gotta step my game up. Maybe. Oh. oh. I'm just saying. Oh. Sometimes you, you inspire people to step your game up. Just you know, saying. but that could be a good thing, right? Keep keep yeah. everybody, keep each other on our toes, you know? And so that's when your toes like Michael Jackson is penny loaves. <laughs> exactly. So this gets me perfectly into my next thing, Nick, is like, you know me when I was on red carpets, I just had at it and I asked the things that we really wanted to know. So I covered the SBs one year. And kind of speaking to all of this, right? Not being, you know, a sports, you know, expert like you are. I asked athletes from all the NBA, you know, swimming, mm -hmm. wrestling, like all kinds of things. Like, what is the deal? Is it a stereotype that athletes cheat on their partners? Cause like I said, they're tempted, they're rich, they're hot, they're fit. They travel before I get into what they said, what is your take? Cause you're, you're, you're hobnobbing with these people all day. Well, you know what? I've always said it's stupid as hell. If you a primetime athlete, whether whatever sport it is, and you're actually want to get married like that's stupid as hell to me you should follow the Derek Jeter model like Derek Jeter didn't start getting even engaged until like his final year of his baseball career because he knew yeah. this was going to be it and it was pretty much everything was going to start to die down right because he was no longer like yeah. that guy even though he's the captain but he was not that guy anymore right so I thought that was brilliant of him but for you to why the hell would, you know you know how many groupies and how many of these broads are actually at <laughs> these arenas like looking to make a come up, like creep on a come up? Oh. And you mean to tell me you are the guy, like you are a, and I'm not saying any of these athletes in particular, but I'm saying you are a LeBron James type. You are a, you know, Dwayne Wade type in their primes. Like these are like premier athletes that we will always forever will go down in history, right? I'm not thinking about no damn marriage if I'm one of those athletes. No. That, that's stupid. I have to say the whole Derek Jeter model, what you're saying, I respect it 
because people can judge and be like, oh, what a player, you know, no pun intended this or that, but it's like, listen, he's swinging the bat and he knows he's going to be swinging the dick. So are we going to judge him? Like, I almost respect it more if he's like, listen, I'm going to bow out because I have to say like, you know, a lot of these athletes, they marry, they have like 50 million kids. And we all know in the back of our minds, we are judging being like, okay. Okay, but like how many side pieces? I'm not saying all of them, but this is kind of what I was bringing to the carpet that day. Like, let's be real here, right? I mean, I know I'm not crazy. No, nah, I mean, it's a it's a valid question. I think it's just the fact of, do they really want to answer the question? Honestly, yeah. that's the key. Because, I mean, it is a certain fraternity, like, you know, it's certain things you're not going to say because you keep that fraternity. It's almost like, right. you know, we're coming out as a united front, but we all know. I mean, come on, man. These, exactly. there, there are hundreds of girls for the top-notch athletes that are waiting for them just to say, hey, meet me in, in room 112. You know what I mean? And let's go. Yeah. Let's do what we got to do. Like, come on. It's, 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 it's inevitable. Like Mick Jagger thought. But the thing is, when I would bring it to the carpet, it's almost like when you're so honest, they meet you there almost like a peer. Like when you just don't beat around the bush and no bullshit. And the way that they reacted was what you're saying. Like they were like, listen, yeah. like I'm not going to not say, but they weren't even mad. It was kind of just like, I'm not going to not say like what happens out, out after the court stays there, that kind of thing. But what's hilarious is I interviewed a famous, like a famous duo of female wrestlers and their publicists ended up they were all like whoop it went right over their head they thought that I meant like cheating in the sport so the publicist came back to me and was like you can't run that okay because with the cheating and I was like no bitch we're talking about two different things here <laughs> so we got lost in translation with that one but that's interesting is there like a time Nick where you like saw it in real life where you just were like wow like mm -hmm. the pussy will line up for this shit and can you like paint the picture I mean, I was literally standing outside of a visitor's locker room and it was a particular athlete that I won't mention, but he's a, he is a big time athlete. Okay. One of the big time athletes, I should say. It was in LA and we're standing outside waiting for the, the visitor's locker room to come open, right? So, you know, you, you got a few media people. We stand out kind of talking, chattering, you know, chatting up a bit. And all of a sudden you see three of these, these girls, right? You're like, damn, these girls are hot as hell. Uh-huh. Like, who are they, right? So at first you kind of like, okay, maybe that's somebody's wife and they home and they home girls, right? So you're like, okay, you don't want to look at somebody's wife and be disrespectful, especially if you think it's a particular player. And they weren't, because I look at the, I look at the, I look at the blingage on the finger, right? So I like if your fingers are naked, pretty much you unattached, or you just took it off. Yeah. Right. And they literally like knocked on the door. The red coat was standing at the visitor's locker room and they opened the door and they let all three girls in. But we couldn't come in, right? Oh, so I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then it took like 15 minutes for the coach to come out, right? Because But it was a cool off period. Then it took like almost 30 minutes for the actual player that we were looking for to actually come out and speak to us in the locker room. I mean, outside the locker room. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the wrong profession. Because there's like, no way. I think yeah, that about OnlyFans. I'm like, where did I go wrong? Where did I make a wrong thing? I'm <laughs> like, I damn, what did I do wrong? Like, did I miss something here? Was I not gifted a particular, <laughs> did I miss the gifting line when I, before I was born? Like, what's, what the hell's going on? But it was funny to me, because I'm like, 
And we did not see those girls the rest of the time because we had to leave. It was time for us to leave to, to vacate the premises. They couldn't walk, Nick. They needed to be escorted out with wheelchairs. Now. I mean, I'd have helped out. You know, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have helped out in some way, shape, or form. That's hilarious. I mean, that makes me think, you know, people like I've had Dave Portnoy on my show, the mm-hmm. founder of Barstool, and Barstool gets a bad rap for the idea of, you know, locker room talk and bringing it to a mainstream level. Now, what do you think, like, is locker room talk actually problematic or is it all fun and games? Um, I think it can be depending on the context of it. But at the same time, I think, you know, it can be fun. I think why Barstool gets a bad rap sometimes because they talk too damn much. They become chatty patterns. And you sometimes <laughs> you could talk too damn much. Like it's it's one thing to sell content. That's what we all trying to do out here, right. and spark and spark controversy and spark interest. Yes. But sometimes you could talk too damn much, and also too some of their practices have been very suspect. So I kind of understand why Barstool gets the criticism that they get. But on the on the flip side of that, they do get a lot of eyeballs and eardrums to what they're doing. So obviously people are interested in what they're doing and what content they're producing. I mean, they got some great shows, Million Dollars Worth of Game. They have, you know, uh, Deion Sanders. Um, you know, yeah. they have some really some really cool shows on their net, on that platform. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just, a, you, got, you got to know when to say when. You got to know when to ride that line and when to be a habitual line stepper. And they've been habitual line steppers. Well, that's the thing is like, even with real locker room talk, I feel like it could become a problem where, if, if like, you know, if you're just chatting, whatever, you know, joking around with your friends, whatever, but then like when it comes down to it, if you actually treat a woman, like if it sinks in and you treat her like less than or whatever, treat her kind of way. But on the flip side, I like, I've talked about this with our mutual friend, Evan, the bow tie mm-hmm. bandit, the creator oh of the Golden Regal. Yes. And he and I have had this debate of like, like I've joked like guys will do anything for the pussy. Right. So it's that idea of like, is locker room talk, that kind of thing. Like when it, you know, the guys, you know, way of almost like having the power. And then when it comes down to it in real life, like women really actually have the power, you know, y'all do y'all do. You, you absolutely had a power. I mean, I've said that numerous times. I said women run the world because first of all, you guys outnumber us number one. So we want to go through the statistics. I mean, like for you every want to guy, look at the numbers, right? It's, six, it's basically six, six to one for every guy, right? So seven to one, whatever it is. And then it's like you guys allow us to do what we what we want to do. We don't do. I don't care how much game you have. I don't care how much how 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 smooth talking you you claim to be. If the woman is not feeling you, she is right. not feeling you. If she doesn't want to be with you, she's not going to be with you. I don't give a damn how good you think you look how good you smell it's all about what she wants and if she is allowing you to invade her dungeon then so be it it's even also thank you for bringing up the smell because i feel like that is an unsung hero of all of these interactions so thank you for bringing that (laughs) to the light and giving it the attention it deserves but no it's actually true right even if it's inadvertently it's like i feel like women kind of like lead the way and the guys like follow right there did you see that clip that just went viral of that guy 
who was like, you know, you guys, you know, this whole wave of feminism is bullshit because guys basically are women's bitches. Like he's basically like, do you think that we want to be in coal mines and this and that? No, we're slaving our ass away, bringing the garbage out at 5 a.m. to like provide for our wives and that whole thing. And so it, you have to watch it. It just went viral. But a couple yes. people sent it to me. But I was like, you know. I could have, cause he was saying how like, he's like a lot of dudes, like they don't even get custody of the children. Like they can't even support themselves. They're a mess. Like, so this whole idea of like men running the world and this idea of the new feminism, he basically is like, what a hoax. Like, I mean, hey, I know some cats that have taken penitentiary chances for their women, right? Or for the women that they like, that right? Idea. So that, that is, that part is absolutely true. Like the stuff that we are willing to do, I mean, right. y'all, Y'all can have us an orange, an orange slacks and a green shirt, and tell us how cute we are. We'll go outside thinking we do, we do the absolute shit, and we look like a goddamn buffoon, right? <laughs> like that's the power that y'all have. Like when we, when a guy is really into a woman, that that yeah. is that is very critical. So yeah, yeah. He, he he makes some valid points. I don't know if I agree with everything, but he definitely makes yeah. some valid Ex points. Yeah, I feel the same way. That's funny. But remember that, ladies, because I, pe I feel like people forget that. You're like, but I draw the line at Crocs. All right, bitch, that ain't happening now. I don't wear Crocs and I don't wear Yeezys. You can forget <laughs> that. Why not? Why no Yeezys? Because they're garbage. They're, the they're aesthetic? About to, they're, they're garbage. They're about to, I'm talking about these new Yeezys, not, not the old ones, not the ones from Nike or the very first, <laughs> the very first series on Adidas. Those are actually pretty dope. Like, like okay. the all white, uh, the all white Yeezys. Like those are the ones I'm still looking for, and the ones that were that were with Nike. But the rest of these, these new Yeezys are crap. They look like trash. Like Drake's new album is trash. Wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say because <laughs> I was gonna talk about why hip hop these days in my mind is trash. We're gonna get to that though. We're gonna tease at that because I really want your opinion because we're gonna talk about Diddy. Like in my mind, like the peak of it all, like it, that's just my opinion. Like when it had a, you know, a rhythm mm -hmm. now, I feel like, I don't know what is, is happening there. Okay, but before we get to that though, my last thought on sports, because I love how you are like playing this game, all the puns intended, like you're just going for it. Your thoughts nick on trans that whole sports thing because here's why this has mm -hmm. come up in the news again this week because i think it's called is it called fina f-i-n-a they're the international organization who basically calls the shots for elite um water sports right mm -hmm. so this is in the news this week because they um, made a new rule and people are saying a couple new rules. People are saying that it's like restricting trans athletes in swimming. Um, basically what they say is like, if, if you didn't like transition in your body before you were started hormones and stuff before you were 12, you can't compete with women basically because they say is if you go through puberty as a boy, you're going to be built differently, right? You're going to have bigger right. lungs, bigger shoulders, like all this stuff. Um, they also, which in my mind is fair created, like for anybody who doesn't qualify created like an all gender, everyone welcome, like league kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So when they voted 71 members were in favor of this and the members included like scientists, coaches, trans athletes, all these people. Now you have the mainstream media, like the cut, right. Mm -hmm. New York magazines, women's magazine, um, say that this is like a blow to trans sports. So again, as sports being your specialty, what do you think about all of that? 
Well, let me first and foremost say I have no problem with transgender people competing in any sport, any any type of event. I think they have absolutely the opportunity and should have the opportunity to, to compete. Mm-hmm. Having said that, mm-hmm. I do I do agree with the 71 people because it is an unfair advantage, just like whether it's swimming, whether it's track and field. Yeah. OK, you have a right to live your life excuse me, the way that you want to live it. You have absolutely anything. I always believe anybody over 18 has a right to live their life the way they want to, because you had a particular mind state where you can make certain choices about your life. Um, have, and in, in addition to that, I'm going to say, yeah, I agree with them because I feel like it is an unfair advantage, whether it's swimming, whether it's track and field, you can't have women out there that were born women. And then all of a sudden there's a, a, a gentleman out there that realizes, you know what? I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a man. I want to be a woman, which you have every right to do. And then you right. want to compete with the women. No, you could compete if there's a transgender uh, aspect to co- competition, go compete in that. That's fine. Nobody's segregating you away from competition. We're, people are just simply saying, look, it's an unfair advantage. It's no different than if a woman who was born a woman competes against other women, but she's taking steroids or taking some type yeah. of PED. We want to, we're quick to be like, oh, you're taking PEDs. Oh, you're taking uh, anabolic steroids. Oh, you're disqualified. Oh, you, you did, you did weed, you smoked weed. Oh, you're disqualified. But we don't have a problem when it comes to transgender athletes and looking at their sizable advantage and whatever gender they, that they decided to be and competing against that particular gender. That's not a problem. That's asinine to me because I always feel like, listen, if you want to compete, nobody's stopping you from competing. It's just a certain way that you have to compete now. That's just all it is. Nobody's discriminating against you. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm against discrimination of any kind because I feel like that. That to me is the ultimate unfair advantage. Um, but nah, man. Like they got. They need to figure out. I think they need to flush out these ideas to be able to appease the transgender community as well as those who are the heterosexual communities to be able to come to some sort of compromise where they can come to an agreement to be able to have everybody compete in a fair and just manner. Period. Nick Hamilton, everybody. I mean, I feel like they're making all of these decisions because we're going to talk about Lizzo next, like emotional instead of just being objective about it and like being like, all right, what makes sense? I mean, wouldn't you Nick, be a little intimidated competing against like a Leah Thomas in a swimming pool, like a big broad and broad in many ways, like a man who has transitioned and like you're up against them. Like there's a, there's some stiff, competition there i would think yeah if, if i was a woman i would look at that like whoa this person could really like kick my ass right now and i've been and i've been the one kicking ass in this in this particular sport right i'm saying so, even yeah. as a guy oh as a guy i mean it probably if if it was another now if that person who was a guy became a woman wanted to compete yes. with other guys i wouldn't have a problem with that because you're competing against other guys Right. But if you want to compete against other women, women right. that's where the problem right. lies to me. Right. Just like if 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 a, 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 a woman who became a guy wanted if 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 that person that transitioned wanted to compete with other women, not a problem. But when you want to compete right. with guys, saying. Yeah, yeah. now you, you're going to be at a disadvantage saying. because you're going to have guys who are, who are, who remain guys who were created as guys are going to probably beat you. And then you're going to, what are you going to call fair? You're going to call unfair on that. I'm like, come on, when does it stop? So you got to, Like I said earlier, it needs to come to some sort of agreement with the transgender community, the LGBTQ community, 
and the heterosexual community yeah. be able to come to some sort Common of agreement sense. to be able to say, okay, let's let everybody compete, but here's how we could compete on an yeah. even scale. Absolutely. And that's where the media skews everything, like the cut example, right? Where it's like, what a, what a setback, what a blow to transports. It's like, you guys don't have to go this hard. Stop it. Like, we're just talking, you know, common sense and what's fair for everybody here. Right. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a blow for a transgender sport. Again, I'm, I'm a heterosexual man, so I, I can only speak from my perspective. Like, I, I don't want to misspeak against the transgender community. Of course. Exactly. I want everyone to live their best lives and swim right. and do what they want to do, but in a way that's fair. And also, isn't it funny that we have to qualify everything these days? We're like, okay, here was the latitude and longitude of where I was born and how, and my blood type and my social security. And here's how I feel about this. Man, <laughs> like, it's, it's the world we live in. You know what I mean? But it's, 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 I think it's a more conscious world too. I think people are being more cognizant <laughs> of what they're doing. Cause nobody truly, I don't think, Normal people don't really want to go out of their way to offend other human beings. I don't believe that. Right. I think right, people sure. are people that offend people on purpose are assholes that just want to be exactly who they are. Who be mean? Who who are being mean? That's mm -hmm. fair, Nick. That's fair. Well, speaking of that, right? And our cultures, though, when it goes too far, obsession, our obsession with being a little too sensitive and not wanting to offend anybody. Um, besides the fact that Lizzo swapped out the word spaz in her new song, I don't know if you heard about this because she got blowback because it's like, you can't say spaz, like cerebral palsy that I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know if you remember this in school of rock, you know, iconic movie with Jack Black, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. he jokes about the kid drummer. He's like, oh, spazzy McGee over here. You know, it's just like, guys, come on. Like you're going to find something for everything. But that aside, like the fact that she literally changed the song and the lyrics is nuts. But what do you think about the whole debate, Lizzo and body positivity? And again, like, is it crossing a line? Is it too much? Is it like, we're just going to praise everything for the sake of praising it at this point because we don't want to hurt feelings? What do you think? I mean, first of all, I'm still grossed out the fact I was at Staples Center and she got up there to shake her stinking ass on the Jumbotron. I had to look, I thought it was Rikishi from WWE. I had to remember that that was Lizzo. That was the nastiest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. You can get mad at me all you want to. But you know, some of y'all out there that are watching this fine program uh, right. were thinking it when they when that when that thing came up on the jump because it went viral, right? Yeah, it went I viral because I'm I'm literally sitting there like I'm elevated, but I'm like literally looking many, there. How many rows back? Like I'm I was, trying to be in the eyeballs of Nick Hamilton. Like. I was at I was okay. I, where the media sits, I'm in section 117, right? So you get direct. You you see the yeah. the the walkway where the Lakers come out to go practice, and we're right behind the Laker bench. She's literally three rows from the Lakers bench, right, in that okay. section. And I'm, I have to look at that. And I was like, I almost threw up in my mouth. That was nasty. I don't want to see that. If that's what you want to do, you do that shit on your own time. I don't okay. want to see that. I don't want to see that. And, and you talk about what's positive. Honestly, what's positive about obesity? Because okay, that's where to me it you know and and what if people say to you, hey Nick, five seconds ago you were just saying you know don't be mean for the sake of being mean and now you're being mean. I mean I I'm I'm like laughing because it's like I'm so there's truth in what you're saying. Exactly. Am I being mean or am I being truthful with something that you you people don't want to hear? See that's the difference. See what I was saying earlier was justified because people are discriminating against people who happen to be gay or lesbian or yeah. transgender. That's wrong. I don't care 
what aspect they you know, that comes from. When you're talking about obesity, something that you can change, that you can, and I'm not saying everybody has to be a size two. I'm not saying everybody has to be a size six. But totally. as far as your, what are you promoting besides obesity that continues to be alar- go at an alarming rate in our, in our community, yeah. in the black and brown communities yeah. that continues to excel at an alarming rate? What is positive about that? And anyone, everybody wants to talk about body shaming. No, it's called, it's called truth. It's called get your fat ass in the gym and get get to working out. Get to working out. Seriously. And and, and, and again, I'm not saying, again, I'm not trying to be mean, but let's be honest here. Like, you know, you don't really like what you see in the mirror because I know what I don't like to see in the mirror. I'm talking about myself. I had to get my fat behind in the gym. And I'm talking about myself because I was overweight. Okay. I had to get my fat ass in the gym and I'm still in the gym because I still want to lose look a certain particular way that's just the pride i have in myself and it was a health concern at one point so i know that's got to be a health concern i know the doctor they said they you go for your annual physical and the doctor's like oh you look great thanks see you next see you in six months get the hell out of here that's the thing and she just came out because i was googling it this morning preparing for this interview and i guess she did a new like she's in an underwear and a little bra thing posing and like of course like people picked it up all this right but you're right it's like it's not fun in games when it comes down to it. And I, that's the thing though, like it gets conflated with like, oh, you, you, I love how you said it. Like, you don't have to be a size two. Like I love, you know, big bones and curvaceous women. Like it's, it's gorgeous. I have like close friends, like it's, it's super hot and it's gorgeous. But then like, let's not conflate that though with what we're seeing here. And that's a problem. Like you see the media being so scared. So they're like, we're going to applaud it and, 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 you know, cheer this on, but when does it become a problem? And I think that like only in our society, I'm so glad that you brought up working hard for your body because I'm, I revealed this a little bit to my listeners, but I'm in the process of really kicking my ass in the gym and carving my like waist down, right? Like the thighs, the booty. And it is like, I'm only five one. And I'll say this, like, it is hard fucking work. First of all, I'm on day like 13. I've taken one day off. I've cut, I've changed my diet. I'll go for an hour, an hour and a half of a day. Like it is no joke, but like I've talked to my friend who's a trainer, like all this stuff. Right. And it's, it's that like reward though. Like it's like a goal and the challenge and the reward. And it's like, that is like, it's exciting. Right. And it's exhilarating. Like the fact that you want to like look a certain way and take care of yourself and present yourself to the world and walk into a room and like own the room and have that power in a certain way. And it's like, no, in our society, all of that, like, don't work on yourself. No, you're perfect as you, you are, you know, it feeds into this whole thing and it's insane. See, the problem is, but see, Tyler, you look good, though. Whatever you do, you look good. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. But, it, but see, that's the problem. The ones that don't really need to necessarily do it are the ones that do. <laughs> the ones that need to do it are still stuck in the McDonald's line. Okay? I can't right now. So that's I what I'm can't. saying. That's that, but, like you, but like you said, it goes with personal preference. And I, I, and I tell people all the time, look, do you. I'm one individual. Okay, I still got about 15 pounds I got to lose and shape up to get right. where I want to get. I'm a six foot four, you know, black dude. So, are you a definitely... six four, Nick? Yeah. Wow. Because, see, we haven't met in person with these Zooms. You don't know, but yeah. <laughs> so, I'm saying my body type has to be a certain way. I'm too yeah. tall to be out here looking like, you know, I'm, I'm out here 
looking like looking like wimpy from Popeye. Like I can't, I can't, I can't do that. That, that messes up my image. So I got to get my my like I said, I got to get my fat ass in the gym and get to where I need to get to to get what I need to do. And it, it also goes with dieting as well. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't I'm not in agreement with promoting that type of behavior to our communities okay. because. Yeah. Kids look up to you. And so kids will take your word as gospel. So if the parents are trying to get their kids fit and they see somebody like a Lizzo or somebody else they look up to and they say, well, Lizzo said this or such and such said that, then I don't have to do it. And then they end up coming with all kind of heart problems and all kind of yeah, you know, it's issues. Not, mm-hmm. And it's I, too, you know, I love Nick what you said, because again, like even your business, Nightcast Media, it is like you're highlighting people of color and black entertainers. And I love what you said, how you're like, this is a problem in our communities, especially like a question mm-hmm. I was going to ask you is, you know, would like, I just wonder if it was a mainstream white woman would it get the same like attention or different or this or that? Because I feel like people defending her say on Twitter, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they'll be like, Oh, here we go again. You know, people coming after like a black woman and this and that. And it's like, well, to your point, it, you're like, this is a big issue in our community, which I feel like people don't talk about. Right. Yeah. It's a slippery slope because you got to be careful. I mean, I, I would say this, even if it was a, if it was a white person, if it was an Asian person, a native American Pacific Islander, whoever, right. because I feel right is right and wrong is wrong. But, yep. you know, speaking as a black person talking about another black person, I'm not, and I'm not downing Lizzo at all. Let me be very, very clear. I've never met this woman. I don't know. She could be one of the nicest people in the world. Um, I just don't agree with her philosophy when sure. it comes to how she's disseminating that message to the sure. masses about, you know, quote unquote, body shaming or sure. positive body sculpting, whatever you want to nickname it. Um, you know, I don't feel like that's cool because like I said, there's too many people that have those issues of obesity yep. and, 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 you know, things of that nature. So yeah, you know, I mean, do what you do, you know, shout out to Lizzo, do what you do, but yeah, I ain't about to rock with that. I think that's such a level-headed approach, like sane, level-headed and fair. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, I still love her music. The irony is like, I'll, whoa, I'll listen to her music while I'm doing my thing in the gym. Right. So there you go. So, you know, two things can be true at the same time. Now let's pivot to music a little bit more specifically. So I want to talk to you about Ariana Grande. I don't know if you remember this when she came out with her song Seven Rings and it mm-hmm. had like it basically took all of these things from black artists. Like there was one woman who almost had a song that was like identical about like black woman's hair and Ariana Grande's talking about her hair extensions, right? And I think the actual beat of it sounds I feel like it's a soldier boy song but it sounds exactly like it so mm-hmm. at the time when this was all going down I was at the Grammys and okay I interviewed Taylor Parks who is her like partner and her like song like her co-writer right, right? Mm-hmm. and I asked her about all this like what do you think about all the flack of Ariana like kind of ripping this music off right and here's what she said and I want your thoughts on this she said 
I highly doubt those artists would want me to go through their catalog and go through all the songs that they've written or they were inspired by. We're at a time in music where all of these lines are being blurred. Now we're able to break through what we thought hip hop was or pop was and ignore all of that. She's allowed to fuse everything. I think it's important. I think it's important to fuse all these things and to bring us all together so we can look left and right at these award shows and see different kinds of artists. So what are your thoughts? <clears throat> mm. Well, I'm going to say it like this. Okay. You know, I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. I love so it. I'm going to say it like this. I think she has a point as far as blending the styles. But the problem is just because you blend the styles, you have to give credit where it's due. This is why rock and roll was stolen from black folks. People like Elvis Presley and others have stolen rock and roll from people, you know, Fast Domino, from people like Little Richard, um, people like, um, what's my man from uh, Chuck Berry. You know, we never got the credit that we deserve as it pertains to, you know, creating this sound of music. I mean, look at jazz. They, they've even, you know, infused jazz as far as, you know, trying to make it pop. And that's not Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis. That's, you know, original jazz. And that's where it started. And so when you have Ariana Grande, it's cool that she wants to blend in, you know, and infuse in different styles, but then give credit to where it's due. Yeah. Speak about the origin of hip hop. Speak about how hip hop has pretty much been the genre of music that they said wasn't going to last past five years when it got started back in, in the Bronx and in, 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 in East New York and then migrated you know, out West and, and down South. Talk about that. Talk about the artists that came before you that gave you the opportunity to be able to do this. But see, when you don't do that, you don't talk about the artists. You don't talk about the Grandmaster Flashes of the world. You don't talk about the EPMDs or the NWAs yeah. or, you know, or the Death Row Records or Bad Boy or, you know, Master P and, and, and No Limit or Cash Money or Outcast and Goody Mob. You have to talk about these things because there's a whole generation that doesn't even know or understand right. that. So they think you're creating something new because right. they haven't heard it before. But if you don't give the history to it, that's why I thought it was absurd. And I'm so happy that Chris Brown cleared the air when they said, do you think you're going to you know, be as good, if not better than Michael Jackson? He was like, no, Michael Jackson is the reason why I'm here. Right. And I was so glad that he gave props to Michael Jackson yeah. because like how many that. people don't know there's a generation that don't really like understand that. what michael the impact of michael jackson and prince for that matter have yeah. impacted on pop culture which is really black culture and so it comes to a point where you got to start giving props where it's due you got to start giving credit where it's due and if you're not going to yeah. do that then you know what then we're going to we're going to continue to 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 blast you until you do because we we, we take it as something as uh, something to the effect of theft you know, it's really interesting because I talk about these themes on my show a lot. In fact, I had an interview with a guest. I haven't released it um, yet, but we talk about this very thing, right? Like what's the line of like celebrating and like kind of like fusing like Taylor Park said, right? Like celebrating each other's culture and stealing. Like now I'm all for like recognizing and celebrating. Like I don't like when people are territorial about it and it's like, no, like it's mine. Like I, I feel like it's just a richer culture as a whole if we acknowledge and celebrate one another right but even like listening to this Ariana Grande like song I was and like how similar it was literally it like was a straight up rip from the other songs even the aesthetic of the music video I think it was like 
a rip off of like a two chains video or something like that. I even was like, okay, this is a, like a carbon copy. And I don't know if you know this, but to kind of like just with all of the blowback, I, I think she and two chains ended up doing a like remix collaboration, like yeah. winking at all the haters being like, well, here we are going to do it together. That kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, But she, but she, but see, <laughs> was it, was it authentic or was it forced? And see, even right. if it was authentic, People are still going to believe it's forced because you only did it because of the backlash. It's like somebody getting caught for saying something racist and then saying, oh, I'm sorry. That was five years ago. You're only sorry because you got caught. Because if you were truly sorry, you would have you. First of all, after you did those racist tweets or whatever you got caught up for, you were immediately issued an apology and then tried to make amends to say, you know what? I, I'm ignorant. I turned around my, my ways, whether it were racist or anti-Semitic or whatever it is mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm atoning for, you know, my failures. That's fine. We, you know, we'll give you a second chance, but you only got, you only saying sorry. Cause you got caught Man, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for real. I mean, the whole thing, sometimes I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, people are just where they're at. And like, even when the whole thing went down, like, so I'm Jewish, right? When the whole thing went down with Whippy Goldberg on The View mm -hmm. and the Holocaust and all that, like, I don't know, like in my head, I was like, is it totally ignorant? Yes. But am I going to be like, so mad at her and outraged? Like, it's kind of just like, it's unfortunate. And like, you know, she'll learn and whatever, like we're all getting better. But there's a part of me that's like, again, it's like with this whole cancel culture, right? Like not like reprimanding and just kind of being like, that's where people are at. And maybe it's like, if it's sad for them and their little existence over there, that's sad for them. Like that kind of idea, you know? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think you gotta, like I said, you gotta take every issue. You can't group all the issues into one. You gotta take it. It's like case by exactly. Case by case. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause exactly. other than that, you hustling backwards. Yeah. So, okay. Lastly, let's talk about the BET awards or this weekend. And you made a comment earlier about Drake's new album being trash. And I feel like this is an unpopular opinion I have all the time. Now, call me like the whitest girl you ever met, like 2000s hip hop is, I am talking like T-Pain, okay? I am talking like Ja Rule, Diddy, like uh, Nelly, like all those good ones, you know, even like the Yin Yang twins, like why not, right? And you know, these are conversations I have behind closed doors. I'm like, it's just not the same now. Like, I just don't know how kids at these dances like grinds like I did in sixth grade with braces to these songs. Like it just, I feel like I don't get it. So nah. am I like off base here? Cause I just feel like it's um, not what it was or it's I just think, morphed and it's different now when I'm a grandma. See, I grew, I grew up in the G-Funk era, right? Which is the nineties. Right. So I grew up in the golden yeah. age of hip hop. Right. When it was Death Row, when it was Bad Boy, when it was, you know, you had Outkast, Goody Mob, you had yeah. Ice Cube and West Side Connection, like, you had E40. Unit, young Money, like. Oh. Yeah. And that was later. That was like 2000. Yeah, right. Was later. So, yeah. I mean, I grew up like Dog Pound, Warren G, you know, people like that. But then I grew into the 2000s, like you said, the G units. Um, you know, I slept on Nelly's first record. I didn't like Nelly until the second <laughs> record. I would and I, I had to go back. And I always said, if I ever ran into Nelly, I'd apologize to him because I slept on his talent because he was he came with a unique style and I wasn't ready for it at that time. Um, but I mean, you 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 evolved. I mean, you had I mean, you, even if you look on the West Coast alone, you have problem. You have Kendrick Lamar. You have J-Rock. You have Schoolboy Q. You have, you know, Mr. Fab from the Bay. Uh, 
you know, you have all these these new artists um, that are that emerged in that culture that didn't really get the shine at that time that they should have got. I mean, now we see what Kendrick's evolved to. We see what J. Cole has evolved to. And again, I'm not a Drake hater. For all you Drake stands out there, get on my damn nerves. They go hard. Not, yeah, they get on my... They so trying to convince me that this new album that he has is so... Look, there's only one track I bump on that record. That's the one with him and 21 Savage. You know why? Because he why? actually raps. I don't want to hear Drake unless he raps. I don't want to hear him sing. That shit gets on my nerves. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear Drake rap. Because when Drake raps, he can absolutely rap. The Lemon Pepper freestyle, that was incredible. I don't want to hear Killer Mike sing, for example, or harmonize. I don't want to hear that. That's fair. When you rap, okay? That's kind of how I feel about Nicki Minaj. Like, I'm not trying to hear her sing. I love her, and I can, like, sing every one of her like I can rap all of her lyrics on cue, but like I don't know if I'm trying to hear the bitch sing though. I don't want to hear that either. I want to hear a rap because she could <laughs> absolutely she could absolutely rap her yeah. rhapsody. Other you know, there's other MCs that are out there that can bust. I want to hear you rap. Period. So am I totally off base missing the 2000s peak era? Nah, I miss the 90s. I miss the G Funk. I miss the golden age of rap, a tribe called Quest. I miss, I miss all that, but I still embrace the newer music. Like there's a there's yeah. still some good music out there. Like, like I said, J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake are the right now are the top three. I'm talking about yeah. when Drake raps. Let me be clear when Drake raps. But there are other artists out there that are equally as dope that may not get the recognition, mm -hmm. but they still provide great music. Like they still come out with great music. It's going to be interesting to see what the next wave is because every generation just, I guess every generation has what's nostalgic to us. I'm going to tell you a rap group to check out. Okay. And they have this old, they, they are new sound, but they have an old school type for they like real MCs. It's called Villain Park. It's I'm writing it down. Villain Park. They're okay. from LA, from the west side of LA. Okay. And they are incredible. Lastly, the BET Awards this weekend. I have covered the BET Awards in LA down, you know, at the Staples Center. You know the drill, you mm. know, many of times. And I have to say, after covering, covering them, I could totally get, like, when a Black person's like, oh, my God, I'm the only Black person in a sea of white people right now. Like, the, you know, this is awkward. I, I definitely... <laughs> I can't emphasize uh, when I've had the BT awards. They're like, who is this white bitch and where did she where did she come from? Like who sent her here? Is that the Viacom lady? That the Viacom yeah. lady? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, is this a janitor? What's happening? So what's funny is, and I know you covered this on Nightcast on your site. Diddy is getting honored this weekend. What is it with the Lifetime Achievement Award? Now, I just find this like it's so funny, the turn of events, because he just you know, got this whole hoopla around the Billboard Awards, right? For going on his whole thing of uncanceling the canceled. Let's really unify. We need to be free, whether it be music or in life, we don't need to live this way. And like uncanceling Morgan Wallen, Travis Scott, and he got a ton of blowback. I'm just going to read really quickly what some of the critics tweeted. Okay. So here's one. Diddy uncanceling Morgan Wallen and having him perform at the show while awarding Tamika Mallory. Tamika is a um, is an activist. Mm -hmm. She was behind the Women's March. Um, an award for her dedication to activism makes no sense. Someone else said, 
this is interesting because it's like the woman card. It took almost two decades for Hollywood to let Janet's incident at the Super Bowl go. They still judge Britney for being herself, but P. Diddy asked to for, asked us to forgive Travis Scott after he enabled a tragedy, Morgan Wallen after he used the N-word. Crazy. So, you know, in my mind, it's kind of what you said before. It's like each thing is its own individual, like case by case. So to like lump it all together and make it this versus that, I kind of think it's apples to oranges, but was Diddy, did he deserve the wrath? Did he uncancel the cancel? Did you agree with him? What's the sitch, Nick? Um, as far as you using the N-word, no, nah, I forgive you for that. I don't give a damn who you are. You might not be talking for a few weeks. You call me that. That's just real talk. Um, but you do or don't forgive? No, I don't, no. Absolutely not. Oh, you not. don't? So no, what if he was not. like saying it with a friend and the friend was okay with it? I don't give a damn. It doesn't matter. You said, you know, everybody's old enough to know what that word represents and know the consequences that come with that word. Like, I don't use that word and I'm a black person, right? right. I just don't because I feel like we are kings. We are we're elevated past that. That's something that the slave masters gave us. And then we tried to flip it and do something else with it, which don't make no damn sense. But that's another conversation. Really quick, Nick, does it bug you when it's in rap and hip hop music? It doesn't bug me, but when it's excessive, yeah. Because it's like, oh, there's no other word that you can use in your vocabulary. Like, the one thing I will say, like, that's why this is one of the most iconic albums in hip-hop, is the D.O.C., when he dropped his only record in the beginning called No One Could Do It Better. He didn't use not one single curse word and didn't really use the N-word. That's classy. Right? That's classy. And this was back in 1990, 89, I like 90. That. I like It's that. a classic before he lost his, uh, unfortunately, before he lost his voice. But... That to me showed me as I got older that you have a vocabulary, use it, right? And I'm not saying everybody has to be this articulate individual, but it's like, come on, dude. Like, I'm not forgiving a white person for using the N-word. I don't care if it's in a, if you're singing it with a rap lyric or not, because I know there's some white people that will not use the N-word, whether it's in a rap lyric or not. They will skip over it and not say it. That's me. I'm literally in my car and I'm like, like I like look around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah right. so i mean it's just it's, i mean it's about i just respect. don't find it necessary like that's just me and yeah. you know but it's interesting because i've had many conversations like this and again it's like it's down it, it's really interesting to me how it's just down to the individual like some are like you know whatever some are like absolutely yeah. no some are you know it's i mean if subjective. you like i don't understand you could compare that to what travis scott did like travis scott was a tragedy it was unfortunate um but it you act like he actually did that. Like you, he actually like took he the barricades yeah. and pushed the barricades on people. Right. Was it irresponsible of his team? Absolutely. The man should not be vilified, vilified for it forever. Right. Like after due time, after he's paid out, the families apologize, obviously paid out damages to the families. Hopefully um, the man, he's got to continue life. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's a pretty talented guy. He's got to continue life. Right. And that's just the bottom line. So to compare one with the other is, is asinine to me. That's really interesting because I haven't seen anybody separate the two and be like, no, not this, but this, you know, that kind of thing. So Hell yeah. that's like we said earlier, it's a case by case basis. Okay, so I don't know if you know this. I got an invite actually for this junket. So BET is coming out. Have you heard this with College Hill Celebrity Edition? Yeah, I heard and about that. Did you get? Yeah. And it's like Nene Leaks, um, Lamar Odom. 
Uh, I forget who else I have it written down, but it's funny because I the junket is tomorrow. And I, I in my head, I was like toying back and forth. I was like, do I? And then in my mind, I thought the same thing. I was like, they are going to like eat me alive. Be like, who is this white bitch in here? Thing I say do it just to mess with people. I, I, right. It's tomorrow. Maybe do you'll it. inspire me and I'll RSVP try to do RSVP after this. So what's interesting though, Nick, is that Stacey Dash is a part of it. And I saw her, they have all the people part of it. Okay. He has it. He's doing a face palm right now. So let me tell you a little story about Stacey Dash. And I apologize to my um, <clears throat> listeners because I, I tell this story in my episode with coach Lisa and I haven't released that episode yet, but Basically, we all know what went down with Stacey Dash, right? Basically, she came out against BET being like, why are you like separating black people more? Like we all need to come together. And she got a ton of flack. So right before COVID, Nick, I saw her at an event sponsored by BET. Like BET was like on the windows. It was on the glasses. It was like literally it was everywhere. And I was, my eyes fell out of my head. I was like, is that Stacey Dash? So I went up and talked to her. She's like eating whatever like finger sandwich that they served that day her publicist is next to her and I just went for it so I literally squat next to her and I'm like can I interview you really quick she's like yeah absolutely and she's a total sweetheart so I asked her about it I said you know I have to ask like you're here at this event with BET like what's the deal and I thought what she said was very you know thoughtful she was like listen you know could I, could, was, were my words misinterpreted? Yes. Could I have articulated it better? Yes. But she was like, I don't regret the sentiment of what I said that said. And I asked her like, would, you know, would you have a future working with BET? She's like, absolutely. Like it's always been family. It's always been home, like that kind of thing. So now cut to now she's in this very project I'm talking about part of BET. So I mean, Hey, if people want to like learn and grow and, and evolve and all that, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, first of all, ain't nothing evolving, but her checkbook. Number one, number two, <laughs> BET hasn't been black owned since 2002 when Viacom bought it. Okay. So let's get that clear. Wait, wait BET has not been. No, no. Since Bob since Johnson Viacom well, bought it. Right. Yeah. Bob Johnson yeah. sold it. I think 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been black owned. Okay. That, just that black in and targeted. of itself, let's just let that sink in, right? Like, let's just let that in, like these conglomerates ruining everything. But it's, okay. it's, it's black targeted. There's a difference, right? So, which is cool. I mean, you know, it's business. So, but as far as what Stacey Dash goes, I mean, in the words of my man, most definitely was on the Dave Chappelle show, the black delegation has traded the rights to Stacey Dash for somebody else to be named later in the racial draft. Because that's basically how black people, most black people feel. We don't deal with Stacey Dash. She's a sellout. Um, she's misguided. And the fact that she still believes the crap that spewed out of her mouth on national television is absolutely absurd and appalling. And there's no way in hell you could tell me that she's trying to learn anything but how to get her checkbook more swollen than what it is already. Because nobody believes Stacey Dash. She's a dimwit and nobody believes her at all. And I'm one of the ones that don't believe her. So you can kick rocks with that one. But isn't there something to be said, right? Like there's one thing of like celebrating black entertainers, even what you do with your site in BET, but also like separating again, like where's the line there, right? Well, here's the reason. The reason why there has to be a black entertainment television or a black entertainment period is because we are not, we are discriminated against from the get go. 
We have been discriminated against in this country for centuries, which is why we have to come up with our own because we have to be highlighted to be able to tell these stories that are resonating with us in our various communities because we are not in a position of people of color to be in control. We're not in control. That's just what it is. It's nothing, I'm not sound like the angry person. It's just, I'm spewing facts. We're not in control of stuff. So those who are in control don't have it in times prior met our needs as far as relating to us in our communities. So with that said, because this is like a counter argument, right? Is mm -hmm. like not to like invalidate any of that experience whatsoever mm -hmm. at all. Like, of course, someone like me would never know what that experience is like, but you have people and I, and I even say this with um, coach Lisa in that episode, mm -hmm. like I've even thought this in my head, you know, you have like some of the most powerful people in our culture, right? Oprah, Beyonce, Obama. So it like, I feel like it, it like, I don't know. It's like two things are true at the same time. Well, here's the thing. You have people that have made it, been able, been able to make it, but look at the wealth gap. Look at the, look at the wealth gap, right? That tells you a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. You look at certain areas and, and communities and across like inner the cities and bat, right? All yeah. of that. Yeah. In the black and brown right. communities, look at the wealth gap versus and those in suburbia and in the other white communities look at the look at the, the wealth gap look at the opportunities to be able to afford yeah. certain amenities versus being able not to look at look at the school systems in various communities when you have more affluent communities the school systems are usually a bit better again like both things are true like i love to believe that we are in a place where people like you know the oprahs and the beyonce's like anybody here can sure. be a, a hero and succeed, but also not being ignorant to, you know, what you just said, right? Like the realities of like the inner cities of this, of that, of resources and all of that, right? So, um, you know, two things are true at once. And I feel like when like, and you know, I'm gonna wrap it up, but I feel like when people make it political, it's like either one or the other, right? And I just feel like that's, you know, neither sure. are, you know, completely true. I'll say this much really quick. I think there's good and bad in every race. And I truly believe that. I don't think every person in one race is one way or the other way. I think it just depends on the individuals, you know, white folks that I know. And they, they've, we've had questions about, you know, hey, how do I help, you know, in racism? I said, well, first of all, accept the fact that you have white, white privilege. And then what you do with that white privilege, as far as educating or informing people that, hey, we're not, we're standing up against racism, sexism, bigotry things of that nature, that helps the cause and truly be an ally. Don't just be an ally for five minutes because it's the most popular Lip thing service. to do. Right. You know, it's not like that overly complicated, but a lot of it's like, just be a good person. You know, I've said this before, like that at its core, like it just shouldn't be hard. Be a good person, but right. do something about it. Don't right. talk about it, be about it. Speaking of being about it, and this is the very last question that I have for you, and then we're going to wrap because this has been like a true, true pleasure. And I so appreciate you taking everything I've thrown your way. You mentioned Dave Chappelle. Are you a Dave Chappelle fan? Oh, absolutely. Comedic genius. Comedic genius. So when he got all of that flack for his Netflix special, what did you think? It was all bullshit. <laughs> Because I'm like, where did he disrespect people? Did he call anybody from that community out their names? No. He made jokes. He made jokes. He jokes about everybody. That's what Nobody's comedians safe. do. They yes. joke about everybody. Now, he didn't use any homophobic slurs. 
He didn't use any racial yeah. slurs like that. He made jokes and yeah. he told stories within those jokes. That's what that, that is what makes him a comedic genius. That's because what, yeah, he knows how to deliver it. Ricky Gervais's new Netflix special. I think he opens like being like, yeah, this slot was going to be by a woman, but we all know they're not as funny as men, like something like that. And it's like, the more, the better. Like I welcome it. I love when it takes all the aim at us. Like that's what it's supposed to do. You know, make us uncomfortable. That's what they do is they push boundaries and and they go there and they, on some level, it's a mirrors society, right? In some way. So with that said, Nick Hamilton, a true wordsmith, you really surprised me today in a good way with all of your just like unfiltered opinions coming in. And that's the fun of it all, right? It's like, we're, it's unexpected and uh, that's what it should be about. So Nick, I so appreciate it. Thank you. You gotta let me know when you come to LA. You come to the city, we gotta hang. That is good. And you know what? Maybe it will be, if we're so lucky in a locker room, getting in on all the action, right? We got to do that and we got to hang out because I'm telling you, there's some spots in here I got to show you around to that's that that what we talk about and people watching hilarious. We have jokes for days. It's a, a live podcast. There we go. Nick Hamilton. It's a done deal. Absolutely. Let's make it happen.